Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and this is, as I just said, Telling the Tale. I will never do a smooth introduction to this show. This is the podcast where we're going to be playing through every single one of Telltale Games' 140 narrative adventure games that they were uh, that, that were produced during the time they were active. And I'm here, as per usual, with my co-host, Dustin Jackson. How's it going, Dustin? Great. I have no joke because I've just been totally thrown off my game. <laughs> Before the recording, we may include some of it. I don't think we will, though. Uh, we, we had a conversation <laughs> before we press record today about how um, maybe it's okay to bully from a utilitarian philosophy if there's more bullies than the kid who's being bullied because that makes more people happier than that one person who's being bullied. I think the reason it wouldn't be from uh, like a, a unitarian utilitarian philosophy is because the amount of joy that the bullies get is probably pretty low to the amount of pain that the bullied kid receives. And I think that's the actual reason it doesn't work out like what we were talking about, uh, where it's just like, no, bullying's fine if there's more bullies than bullied. But that's that's silly. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was going to make a joke about saying, like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow this podcast down or something like that. Mm-hmm. But instead... I don't think I will. <laughs> We've just had a lot to think about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, I huff and I puff. That that would have been a reference to, I believe, Dustin. The Wolf Among Us, Episode 3, A Crooked Mile. No, but while we're here, I guess we should talk about it. Yeah. Um, here's another thing, though. Uh, there was a Wallace and Gromit game announced. What the fuck? Oh, the VR game. Yeah. Um... This one seems very unrelated to Telltale, at least from the outside. Yeah. But I, I felt Who like we knows? should bring Maybe it up it will be. to acknowledge that we know what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not really I on ha- the same level as the other ones we talked about last week, like yeah. Tales from the Borderlands and all of that. Yeah, because Wallace and Gromit was just its own brand. It being a game is kind of n- not really... Is, is kind of its own thing compared to... It's, it's like, not a big deal. It's not like Wallace and Gromit set out to be a game series. So, it, it just getting another game is just it getting another game unrelated to Telltale. But who knows? Maybe it will be. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if it's a point-and-click adventure, then maybe we should think about it. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, it, it, I don't think it will be just because... I don't think it'll be anything, and the odds it's specifically that are pretty low, but yeah, maybe. Anyway, The Wolf Among Us Episode 3, A Crooked Mile, was, uh, it was released on April 8th, 2014, directed by Martin Montgomery, designed by Kaufman, Penny, and Drake, written by Heinz and Kaufman. And what did you think of this episode? I thought it was crazy. It was bananas. There was so much going on. It, it, it was... Uh... It, it felt very tense, this episode. Mm. Um, and I liked it. I liked that there was a lot going on. A lot kind of pushing at you. A lot kind of making you be like, all right, I feel like I got to kind of start making some big, mean decisions. Um, I, I got to start being more of an asshole here. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I like that I was kind of going around. It, it, it feels like you're always like, 
starting to put the pieces together, but then more pieces are thrown at your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I've almost finished putting this puzzle together. And then uh, Mother comes in and is like, oh, yeah, well, here's like 50 more pieces I forgot to give you, stupid. Thanks, Mother. <laughs> Thank you, Mother, for hiding these pieces and giving them to me when I thought I was doing a good job. Thanks. Um, yeah, she's always looking out for us. So this game, this episode of the game, I'll say, uh, I played it about one week ago today. Wow. Maybe the, the longest gap between playing it and recording the podcast on it so far in the show for me. Um, as a result, I have a very foggy recollection of it. Um, <laughs> but I remember at the time that I felt like I was kind of being... Like, I saw the next place we should go with the story... Mm-hmm. Between at the end of last episode, and this episode was kind of just like it. It felt like I'm I'm padding out the way that we're getting there, more so than getting okay. there. So I had I I don't know I wasn't super excited by this episode, but there were right. a lot of really cool moments. Uh, there were some cool character building sections, and mm-hmm. I don't think that the. Uh, like the end reveal of how this all fits together is going to be obvious or anything. So, yeah, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. Well, I have th- I have thoughts. We'll talk about it as we get to it. Okay. Um so um, before we talk like give our our normal sort of summary of the episode, I I want to start with a high level structure thing. Mhm. Mhm. So this episode starts exactly where the last episode left off in the uh in in the hotel for for bad people. <laughs> uh you, you have enough evidence to now go after uh what's his name? Uh Ichabod Ichabod Crane. Crane. You have enough evidence to go after him. So you need to find Snow White like right now. Um and in order to find her, she's at a funeral for Lily, the the person who was glamoured to look like her. So you go there, right. and then the Tweedles show up and make bad. Then, later on, you'll have a, a bunch of uh, investigation options. Uh, you either want to go back to Holly's to see if you can find anything more. Uh, in the belongings that she has for uh, help me out. Why do you, why do you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Um, she has you. You want to go through her belongings to see if you can find uh, any clues about uh, the witch, the witch who gave the her the witch. glamour to look like Snow White. Right. Okay. So th- that's an option. Uh, there's three options. It's that you could go to Ichabod Crane's apartment, or you could go to the Tweedles' office. Uh, and the whole episode, or, or most of the episode at that point, is all about those three options. You can choose to do them in whichever order you want. And the order that you choose to do them gives people more time to go there and mess shit up. So, inevitably, like, the last place you go is going to have the most tampering done to it. So you might find mm-hmm. less information there. So where did you choose to go first? Um... Well, I, I, I do want to get into that. 
but I I, I want to finish. <laughs> we we got to get through this format because I think the format okay. is is one of the more interesting things about this episode. Okay. Okay. Uh, at one point you find enough information to find the witch. Like all of this is an effort to find the witch that made Lily's glamour because you think that Ichabod Crane is going to be going to her again for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, then you go see the witch and it sort of uh, runs the path dry on like finding out what's happening. But you do get a lead on to where Ichabod is and he's at that strip club. Then you find him. And then there's like a fight after that where some people called, uh, employed by a man called the Crooked Guy show up and try to get Ichabod Crane. And then they do. <laughs> well, he he's called the Crooked Man, but I think the Crooked Guy <laughs> is also fine. Yeah, so Bent Dude shows up and he wants Ichabod <laughs> Crane back and then he gets him. Uh, and then... Snow and Wolf are once again left without Ichabod Crane, which is a long way to go about doing it. And there's a lot of cool moments in between. But like you start the episode just finding out that Ichabod Crane was involved and then trying to find him and then end the episode knowing Ichabod Crane is involved and you don't have him anymore. And now I know that the (laughs) next episode you're trying to find him again. So do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I'm being given the the narrative runaround there, there's some padding there to just sort of make me forget that i'm looking I, for I get you crane. i get you because at, at least in if you're thinking specifically about ichabod crane you start the episode in the same place you end the episode yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i get that but i feel like there's enough in this episode that you're still uh well, even then, you don't really, like, super find anything out. You do get some clues, and you're kind of, you know, closer to figuring out what's going on. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's not really any, like, huge... Re- I mean, there are huge revelations in this episode. You find out about uh, the witch making the fake glamour. But yeah, it it feels more like there's no real, like big story developments it's more like you got a bunch of small clues to lead up to a big story yeah scene. it's it's not bad at all it, it's not a bad time to play through the game mm-hmm. um and i think that if i were binging this you know one episode after the other i'd be like oh i was set back an hour it's fine i you know yeah, you I, would just move on to the to the next episode and get into you know, probably the bigger parts. Yeah, but this game is not meant to be binged. Uh, it was released one episode at a time to encourage that sort of feeling. And I think that giving fans more to ask about, but not more to think about. I'm not talking about giving them answers, but I am talking about, like, I don't have more to think about, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that is there- weaker than it could be. There's no uh, Snow White head to leave you on. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess the, the Snow White head of this episode is who is the Crooked Man? And you know it's not Ichabod. And you know it's not the Tweedles because you see them mm-hmm. separately from where the Crooked Man is. Um, yeah. You're, you're meant to think it's one person and I think it's going to be a different person. 
Uh, I mean, that's just how this whole game has yeah. been so far. Yeah. Like, even even last episode, you remember I brought up how uh, you you get the photo of Ichabod and uh, the glamour Lily at the hotel. Mm-hmm. That that seems too convenient a thing to drop in episode two. So Yeah, it looks like it's him, so you know it's not him. It, it's Yeah, exactly. We played CSI. Th- that narrative approach to mysteries is poison. I... <laughs> I, you know, it started with thing something that I just thought was like, oh, that's, you know, it's kind of funny that it never is the guy that you think it is. But the more that we're exposed to it, and the more I realize, like, damn, it really is bad that they do that every time. That I don't, I don't necessarily mind when they do it. It, I feel like it's just we've had so much of it. Like, it, it keeps you guessing, but also like. We just did, like, CSI where that's, like, every single case, and now we're getting this more... Like, I feel like if we didn't play this right after CSI, I wouldn't mind it so much, but it's just every time. It's every time. Yeah. Like, on its own, for Wolf Among Us, I wouldn't mind, because, you know, Ichabod Crane, they do set up that Ichabod Crane is a, uh, a questionable figure, and... I think they do a good job of maybe making you think he did it because it's right there and you do kind of think about, oh, but no, what about glamour? That's kind of a big thing. Um, but so, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a killer, but I think in terms of this show, it's not doing it very many favors. So... So I don't know. I I think it I think it's kind of bad on its own too. I mean I get what you're saying. If I wasn't it just so becomes exposed to it, yeah. If I yeah. wasn't so exposed to it, I wouldn't notice it as much. But even on its own, like what it kind of does is that it trains the audience to ignore evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, like because you're, yeah, you're being because given it, hints you all know the what time, and all of these hints will lead to Ichabod Crane and it's not him and like it it's it's a betrayal of the act of detective work you're mm-hmm. you're, tr- you're trying to you people who like mystery novels and stories will get into mystery stories because they fancy themselves sort of on the level of like a detective right they, they want to go through it with the actual detective in the story and try to figure it out in their own head like it's a game it's a very interactive medium for something that is often non-interactive in actual practice like books and movies uh you have the audience really on their own thinking like okay well i saw that handkerchief in the lobby and that means blah 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 so that stuff is what the audience is thinking about and i think telling making their thoughts bad to have thought is not good like making saying the the fact that you got invested in my work enough to invite it into your own head and and like really let it stay there and marinate and work in that way and now i'm telling you things that were clearly evidence is just we're just not we're just not doing that yeah you you don't like the fake out you don't like like give, being given clues to think it's one thing and then being told, ah, actually, it's not. Fuck you, shut up. Yeah, I mean, like, so the red herring is the oldest trope in the mystery genre, right? It, it's, the, yeah. it's the thing that looks like evidence, but it's actually 
uh, a diversion, a misdirection, or, or just sort of, it's there for no reason. Um, that is something, I guess that's what we're talking about here, but like on different scales, because that kind of thing is always supposed to be around, like, oh, you know, it, it if it was just easy to solve, then you would have no red herrings, but it also wouldn't be interesting at all, and that's not what we care about exactly. mystery novels. But if we have everything that is, like, thought through and perfect and actually put uh, pushing through to one potential suspect, and then it just isn't them, like, it's just not... Uh, because of things that you, the audience, couldn't have known, then it's it's mm-hmm. not interesting. I think I think the ability to know is is kind of what we're talking about mostly here. If the audience could find enough clues and could find enough reasons that the red herrings are reasons, then it feels more fair. But if all I'm given are the red herrings, and then they're diverted i don't feel like it's diverted i feel like you're just sort of saying words you're just like okay and then this happened that's a story and (laughs) it's it's well written and it's got themes that matter and it's got characters that i care about and the story has uh, a, a good storyteller's tone and the world has good vibes like all of that stuff is still good but the 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 blueprints of what mysteries are just aren't working for me at this point in this story Um, i feel you maybe maybe it will going forward like what if it turns out that the clues were mm -hmm. there i would i would be surprised because of all the cs guy the csi games we've played (laughs) um yeah you you know i i guess the, the the example of telltale doing it really really well would be the walking dead season one right with caravan guy Mm-hmm. Uh, not caravan it's not a caravan just a <laughs> caravan uh station Car wagon man. station wagon yeah guy. station wagon guy uh station wagon guy was a mystery that like i don't know really if you could have guessed it but it felt very fair it felt like oh that was there all along you were really leading to this um where with this we were given all the clues to think like oh okay it is ichabod and then they were like well, he was sort of involved, but, like, it's deeper than that. And you couldn't have known it's deeper than that. So you don't feel like, oh, man, this is so clever. I'm being outsmarted. You feel like, well, I mean, I guess if you say so, if, if, you, <laughs> if you're making the rules and that's what you decide to make them, then that's what the rules are. And I'll just sit over here and I'll, I'll just wait until <laughs> I'll you're just, done. I'll just let this story play out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. I feel that. I I get where you're coming from. I don't know. I I guess it never really occurred to me because I was kind of going in expecting that, I guess. Like, it it sounds like uh, for you, uh, you were going in and thinking this was an actual mystery you would have to kind of figure out. And I guess for me, I just went in like, you know... (laughs) Thinking, all right, I'm playing this season. I'll just see how it unfolds, what choices I make, uh, these characters. So it never really occurred to me the way it did for you, but I do agree. Um, I I totally get it, and uh, I agree with your point. I I don't know if I was going in expecting the mystery to be a certain way, because I, I didn't even really know it was a mystery game. I, I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but the the more like the way episode one ends where it's like oh who did this how did snow die and then it's like first of all everyone who you think did it didn't and also snow didn't die it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm glad she didn't die but also i'll try thinking mm. again i'll I'll try again with thinking (laughs) later maybe i'll be better better at it next time when i think better (laughs) i gotta practice um yeah but i i think we, we've talked that into the ground so uh you asked before which uh what order of things did i do yeah i'm i'm interested if the results can be different then y- y- yeah great. yeah I'm, I'm interested in what you did too but first i went to holly's i also went to holly's first okay i i bet i i kind of understand why um it feels like oh there's someone who might be in danger that's boy scouts are on it we're gonna do the 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 good kid route and do hollies first yeah (laughs) well it also sounded that is kind of what uh snow was suggesting Mm -hmm. and uh we forgot to mention that bluebeard breaks it and he's like ah you you gotta do this you gotta do this Bluebeard has has a a bigger role this episode than in past episodes, and he's kind of coming into his own character. I bet Bluebeard is a big comic character because the way he's talked about is like, oh, it could be him. But up till this episode, I don't think we've given like been given enough time to really think like, okay, who's this guy? I don't. Yeah, I mean, he certainly looks kind of in it. Yeah, he was kind of in episode two, but not really a big factor. He was only there for your uh, Mm -hmm. interrogation. Yeah, Bluebeard's Bluebeard is big here. Where uh, wherever you go, he's gonna do the other one. Um, and it turns out that that has consequences. <laughs> who would who would have yeah. thought? <laughs> who who would have guessed? I do like that. I feel like that's a fun way to do it. Yeah, because the way he's talking, like he's he's definitely antagonistic to Big B and Snow, but he's also, uh, and, and he seems legit about this. He he also has his own reasons for wanting the city to be clean and safe and to find out like what Ichabod Crane did and who the real bad guy is. And he felt betrayed by Crane as much as everyone else did. Um so like he he is trying to investigate with you, despite the fact that he clearly hates you. Yeah. Um uh, so you don't have you feel like you can't trust him, kind of. Um, Snow says she thinks he's up to something. Yeah, Snow trusts him less than you do, even. Yeah. Well, I guess you can kind of choose however much you want Bigby to trust Big Bluebeard, but I, you know. I was just mean to him. I was like, get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Try again. Leave. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my order was Holly's. Then cranes, then the Tweedles. That sucks because that's exactly what I did as well. Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of hoping we would have more to compare here, but wow, we just went down the exact same path. There's only I, six I, different paths, and yeah, yeah, we went through the same one sixth path, the exact huh? same one. Yeah, yeah. I will say, <laughs> I do think this is a very cool way to do this. It's one thing if you just have two choices it's like ah well i can do this or do the other and that's it but here you have three choices and it affects what happens where you go next we need a third we need a third co-host of the show and she needs to be like a punk rock metal chick who just will kill everything 
and <laughs> the, that she'll be she'll be the Molly of the podcast. Yeah, she <laughs> she needs to have like deep seated anger issues that she takes out on video games. <laughs> she she so you're saying we need her to be bad cop here? Yeah, because uh, I I mean the the reason we picked the order that we do I think is just because what we want out of video games is the same or or at least very yeah. similar in this particular instance. Um, it, it wasn't random. It was it was thought <laughs> out. Like, f- yeah. You, first you go to Holly's because Holly might be in danger, and you want to check up because she was just shot. We didn't talk about that, but Holly and Gren were just shot at the funeral. Tweedledum and Tweedy, By the Tweedledee Tweedles. did that. A real dick we- move for a funeral, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's only a shame they didn't die, so they could have just saved some time with that funeral. So Holly and Gren aren't dead. They were given, I wrote this down, barmicidal uh, ambrosia. So that's a fun little, like, intersection <laughs> of fable medicine and real medicine. Um, barmicidal ambrosia. That's, I guess that's what they take when you get bullets. That's just a fun little thing. When you come down with a bad case of bullets. Um, I, I like that this is what it takes for Gren to not be such a huge dick to you. Yeah, he's all high on the... It, it's like morphine high. Yeah. Um, he Because you're, it's supposed to help you sleep. It's supposed to, I guess it's supposed to help you uh, rest while you heal. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, if you don't go to sleep, you get this like huge high. Uh, one person he is a dick to, though, is the woodsman who's also there. Yeah, so they found out that the woodsman has been sleeping with Lily. Yeah, because rem- remember he and, uh, or she and uh, Donkey Skin, mm-hmm. Faith, yeah. uh, switched uh, shifts. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to be there, is what the woodsman said to me when I was interrogating the woodsman. Um, mm-hmm. But you didn't get that. But we have a podcast, so you kind of did. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also like that when you finish talking to Gren, uh, it gives you the pop-up, like Clementine will remember this, but it says Gren won't remember this. Uh, <laughs> he's just too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like any time they uh, play with those prompts. Mm-hmm. Like like when you high-five Duck and it says, Duck thinks you're totally awesome. Yeah, it, it's fun that they are doing that because this is only the second game that uses that UI formula. And mm-hmm. already... It's being subverted and played around with, and they're doing weird stuff with it. They they realized how memetic it is, and they're mm-hmm. they're just throwing it around, trying different stuff. Uh, yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. We have a podcast. You should. You're right. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, well, what I was gonna say is, so like the reason we picked the. The, the order that I think we picked is because, okay, Holly was just shot. I should see her. She, she might die. Uh, and then Crane, okay, that well, well, Crane's was next, right? Yeah, but I don't think I ever thought she was going to die because uh, the doctor who heals you up says they're both fine. They, they were both uh, fine at the bar. Yeah. He, he says, yeah, don't worry. They're, they're f- Cause I didn't I, think they well, were going to bleed I out. To I just thought they were going to be attacked again. Yeah, I, I chose to ask. I was like, uh, how are the others? Are they okay? And he says, yeah, they're fine. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Uh, it takes a lot to kill a fable. I'm, I mean, I'm reminded of that first episode where you put a hatchet in the back of the woodsman's head 
And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll shake it off. And um, despite seeing that, and despite giving the line, it takes a lot to kill a fable, I still thought they were dead when the Tweedle shot them with that shotgun. Same. I thought that too. But I was, it, it just felt like the scene was playing out in a way that was like serious, like this is serious times happening. You're yeah. going to have some consequences. And it's like, no, they're fine. They're fables. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Um, so you, you go there for that reason. Then the, the next place you go is Cranes because you're like, okay, well, that that was only a small amount of, inf- of uh, information. I probably got that wrong. So what I should do is go to where I bet the big amount of information is. Well, house. well, hold on, because you actually do find something worthwhile in uh, Lily's stuff at Holly's. You find uh, the book of addresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that you do kind of get your first clue. You just kind of got to figure out exactly who you, you find her book of addresses, but you don't know exactly who it is. That's been uh, selling the glamour, uh, but it is a good start. It is uh, the first step. Uh, yeah, but but it's not it's not sufficient to, to find the witch. Yeah, uh, and when I went to Cranes, all the stuff was already burnt. Someone had come there and burned it. it looked like Bluebeard did. Yeah. Um. So Buffkin was like, he already he already burned everything. Yeah, and for some reason, Bluebeard was like, I'll let Buffkin watch. <laughs> you go ahead, you silly little monkey. That's what I say every day. I'll let Buff. I'll let Buffkin watch. <laughs> I'll let Buffkin. He's also the one who saw Crane break the mirror too. Yeah, they get. They have a line about that where they're explaining what happened when the camera wasn't on them. Where they basically said, um, "And we know this because Buffkin was drinking in the rafters." And it, <laughs> it's a very funny, lazy recap of off-screen events. That so you don't have to show that. Um, but <laughs> but I like it. it yeah. It's also in character. It makes sense. It's what he'd do. He he likes to be up high and drink. So yeah, and and you know he's a coward. He's just a little monkey. So he's not gonna like stop Crane or anything. But he can tell you what he saw. Uh, so then you go to the Tweedles, or we did, and there's mm-hmm. I, there's a great scene with this character, the Flycatcher. Um, he's great, and we we'll come back to him. But the <laughs> the thing that you get from the Tweedles office that helps you actually progress is um, you you see the name of a like uh, a witch on some some like contraband in the back mm-hmm. of the office, and through that name cross referenced with the address book, which is only filled out with initials in uh, from Holly's place, you put those together. And then you get the name Auntie Greenleaf, who is the witch that mm-hmm. you can go to. Yeah, I I did like this. I like that you, uh, you know, obviously you, to uh, progress the story, you're going to find these. But uh, it, it did feel like, oh, I found this. Oh, I found this. Now I know who these names are. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was maybe not so much doing like real detective work because it really is just, I found this and this and this makes this make sense. Yeah. But, um, it's still cool. I like doing it. So I wonder if, cause by the time you find out enough stuff about auntie Greenleaf to know where she is and to go there, you're a little late for the meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it was supposed to be at like, I think two in the morning, right? Yeah. It says you're 15 minutes late. Yeah. So, um, 
I wonder, because I got what I needed out of just Holly's and the Tweedle's office. So I didn't need to go to Crane's in order to find the stuff. So I wonder, like, if I just went to Holly's and then the Tweedle's, would I have found enough stuff to not be late? I want to say probably not. You would still probably be like, okay, well, I did these. Now I need to go to Crane's. Um, but I and the story would is. play out the same. Yeah, but... Um, like the only reason I went to any of these places cool. was to find the witch. Yeah, uh, that's true. So maybe... I, I'm just thinking, like, it doesn't strike me as the kind of thing they would do, but maybe it is. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if you could just skip that and get there on time. I don't know what difference it would make, but it would be cool. Maybe the the one that's burnt is always, like, a different one in order to make it so you have to go to all three. Which I wouldn't like. I like the idea that the burning happens because of choices that we made. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I assume. You go one place, and because of that, you can't, like, be at Crane's, and all the items are burned. So if you go to Crane's first, do you think something else is burnt? I I def I I want to say if you go to Crane's first, then something will be inconvenienced at uh, one of the other places you go. So Cr- Bluebeard didn't really care about from when he was talking to you. He didn't care about going to Holly's. Mm-hmm. So if you go to the Tweedles first, and then go to Holly's, he sh- he still should have burnt down Crane's place. But you'd yeah, already have I, enough I, stuff by the time you only went to two of them. Yeah, cause I I kind of I do kind of feel like that might be the case because hmm. I mean because Bluebeard would have to be doing something at one of the other places while you're at Cranes first. Well, no, if you um, if you went to Tweedles first, he'd still burn down Cranes. Yeah. So like I'm I'm just thinking like. Is there a way here that you actually get there on time and you see Ichabod at the witches? Uh, I'm not sure. That That's what I'm saying. I kind of feel like ju- they would just have the story play out in a way that you just always get there 15 minutes late. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, it's possible. I don't think it's outside of what they could do. I think that's a really big bummer if they if it's just like you're always going to be late and you can't because you're you're late in this playthrough of ours because of the choices you made and in our fiction if you made different choices you wouldn't be late but i i really hope that they actually were like authentic to that design Mm -hmm. and made it so if you made the choices that in our fiction after the fact you know would have worked it would work um I, I hope it would work like that, but I also would understand why it wouldn't work like that, potentially. Yeah. But, like, I, I wouldn't, like, think less of it if it played out that way, but I would be impressed if uh, they had that in mind. So, there's uh, there's three great new characters in this episode. <laughs> um, there's You got the Flycatcher, you got Auntie Greenleaf... And you got Bloody Mary. Yeah, we we find out that Flycatcher is the Frog Prince. Flycatcher Flycatcher's his nickname. Yeah, he's called that because of his flycatching. 
Yeah, because on account of being a frog. Mm-hmm. He's also been working as the um, as the janitor of the woodlands for a while, but Ichabod Crane fired him. Uh, but now that Ichabod's out of the picture, um, you have the option. He asks you, hey, now that Ichabod's out of the picture, do you think <laughs> I can have my job back at the woodlands? The best part, Mitch, the best part about that is that's not at all how he sounds, yeah. but it perfectly captures his energy. <laughs> like, that that just would be right. Yeah, he's <laughs> sort of a, I think the, the voice I was doing is a little bit whizzer from soda poppers uh, tuberculosis yeah yeah not quite oh no you're high. you're doing wizard i'm do- I, I was doing peepers you're doing wizard yeah yeah i got him confused our funny little soda popper boys yeah so flycatcher he wants to be the janitor at the woodlands because i guess if you are the janitor at the woodlands you also get to live there um and even though the woodlands sucks it is so much more fancy than ever anything anyone else has yeah so he'd want that uh this was a choice who's not gonna give the job back to that flycatcher yeah he's such a nice cool guy yeah and one thing i liked about him so he's like going up to bat for the tweedles here and uh it's not he's not like an asshole about it he's not like hey bigby you don't know what the flip you're talking about man these tweedles are cool guys Mm -hmm. he's just kind of like you know i i they're they're cool you don't you don't know them like i do i they're real cool nice guys and you're like look they're not cool or nice flycatcher you're wrong and he's just like oh 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 boy yeah because you just saw them murk some people they yeah just got skunked at that funeral <laughs> you're, you've been saying that a lot <laughs> just got shrimped up at that funeral uh, so you know that the fly, the Tweedles are, are bad dudes. So you kind of you, you're not really taking it, taking Flycatcher's opinion. It's not going to work. You're not going to be convinced. But <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be like you know what? Maybe there's some nice to him. <laughs> um, but so back when we started the episode today, I said at the beginning of the recording that I sort of don't know where it's going but also kind of i do this is what i'm talking about Flycatcher's definitely the bad guy really sure <laughs> you, you think Flycatcher's the bad guy yeah dude <laughs> this is this is why <laughs> this you, you don't think he's the bad guy so he is that's the rule oh okay i get where you're i okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't buy it <laughs> i no i i don't <laughs> I don't think that means every person in this game is, is, uh, like, I agree it's not Ichabod Crane, but I, I, I have no reason to believe it's Flycatcher right I now. I am 80% certain that the Flycatcher that you <laughs> met and talked with was someone else in Glamour. Oh, okay. Hmm. that's interesting that never even crossed my mind i feel pretty strongly about it and and it's either so the way it it could go i have no idea because i don't have any actual plot evidence for this i'm just sure they'll do it it'll either be the the flycatcher was like putting on the sort of ditzy act um and the reason that ichabod uh, crane threw him out of the woodlands is because maybe ichabod knew that he was up to no good or 
that's not the real flycatcher and the crooked man was being the flycatcher in order to get into to talk to uh bigby and, and get more information about where he was to like mm. reconnaissance so it's either flycatcher's the bad guy or the bad guy is flycatcher interesting that's where yeah. i'm at that's that's 100 percent what i think right now you know you know what even whether or not that turns out to be the case if it's not the case i just think it's very funny of big b to just uh suspect this like loser guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he just thinks he's like i'm 80 percent sure it's you flycatcher and he's like oh i'm 80 percent sure I'm am just cleaning the floors. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Big B's just like entirely on the wrong track. Ah, uh, jeez, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> Big B Big B's completely. <laughs> he like kills flycatcher. He he's so into it. He's like, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a flycatcher. There's zero evidence. You better start talking. You better start croaking. Yeah, I think the. Isn't it crazy that. Like, Mr. Toad isn't in this episode, but we still get a frog. Yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> Is this going to be every episode, at least one of them? Yeah, I hope that there's amphibians in every episode. Sometimes it can yeah. be a newt or a gecko. Um, <laughs> but I think geckos are amphibians, are they? Or are geckos just lizards? Um, hmm. I, think th- I think they're just lizards. I, know I don't newts, really know. Newts are amphibians. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard anything about geckos like living in water or anything um geckos are reptiles yeah they're not amphibians okay okay yeah good to know but they do often (laughs) drink water (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's true yeah uh i agree so flycatcher good character I, i mean i still gave him the job at the woodlands even though i suspect things of him uh yeah even if he's the killer i'm still gonna give him the job yeah like if he's the killer maybe those people had to die who knows yeah, I'm on his side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the the third new character... Oh, no, sorry. We didn't talk yet about Auntie Greenleaf. Mm. Uh, that's the, the second character. This is the witch that's been selling these counterfeit glamours. Uh, her apartment is, is a really cool scene. You go there, uh, and it's just this little girl there at first. And... People are, uh, or, or Big B and Snow are asking, hey, is your mom home? Do you know Auntie Greenleaf? And uh, it, it she, the the girl says Auntie Greenleaf is her mom. Uh, so you go around, you look around. Uh, there's this tree in the corner, this weird old like oaken spirally kind of tree that is mm. the tree that the, the witch must be making the uh, the glamour charms out of. Because yeah. it requires this old cursed wood or whatever. <laughs> um, and it, it turns out, obviously, uh, it, it, I could see this coming a hundred years away. Uh, but the kid is Auntie Greenleaf in a glamour. Uh, so you find a glamour around the apartment and you break it and she turns into Auntie Greenleaf. So I kind of had a little bit of a roller coaster with this one. At first I was like, oh, that's definitely her. Uh-huh. And then as I kind of explored a little bit, I kind of thought, eh, maybe it's not. And then I saw the glamour charm and I was like, oh, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, good, good try. It was, it was fun. I liked that scene yeah. still, even if predictable. Yeah, even, fine. even if you could see what was coming, I think it was still a good element of the story. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was talking. This is a good mystery because you are given enough, even if it's obvious. You know, you'd want that to be tuned better, but you're given enough clues to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What I really like about this scene is that once it's clear that she's onto Greenleaf, Snow uh, really comes out of her shell and hates this person loudly. Yeah, <laughs> she she lets her know she uh, is not a big fan of anti-Greenleaf. Yeah, because um, the whole thing with Lily being glamour to look like Snow, Snow's been disgusted by it, but like... She's been very respectful to Lily's memory, the family, everyone involved that knew Lily. She's been, she's kind of put on this face of like, no, I mean, y- you know, that's in the past. I, I don't care that it was to look like me. That's not, that, that I'm, I'm trying to stay above that. There's people that are dying right now. My thing's not that bad. But when she mm. finds the person that made the glamour to look like her, all of a sudden, all bets are off. And yeah, she is... She's furious. Uh, she tries to burn down the tree. Yeah. Um, did you burn down the tree? No, nah, of course not. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This isn't... But I felt like I should have. I, I, I was kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. she should not be making these glamours. What if something else like this happens again? But I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, so even if I should have, th- there's a few, there's a few different like political aspects here. We are the government, essentially, coming into someone's place of living and removing their livelihood. So it could be illegal and it could be bad, but like that is what we're doing, and we shouldn't be that kind of government, probably. Um, yeah, that that's very authoritarian. Goes against. It doesn't feel American. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, I'll I'll. Bet on that horse right now. Dollars to donuts. That's an un-American activity right there. So (laughs) there's that. And then also, we were talking in the very last episode, and I think that our conversation was still in my head when when I was playing this scene of the the counterfeit, or, or not counterfeit, but like black market glamours are not illegal. They're just frowned upon. Yeah. And we we had come up with the, the theory, which may or may not be true, that the only reason they are frowned upon is because the witches that make them and profit off them are like in the same government building as the the mayor and mm-hmm. the lawmakers of Fable Town. So, it, like, they they might have pulled some strings and done some corruption to change public opinion on glamours to make it seem like okay only first party glamours are cool to have and anyone trying to do mm. it as a hobby is a bad person so like i was i was thinking about that and when snow was bringing up the idea of like these counterfeit glamours are dangerous i was thinking like snow i don't think i politically agree with you at all i i think that i mean your thing was bad we shouldn't just let people impersonate other fables all the time that's not good we should maybe make laws about that action specifically but i i don't mm-hmm. agree that this person shouldn't be allowed to make a glamour yeah 
it, it definitely is something to think of. That It is lots of thoughts that go through your mind in this scene, because I, I do agree, but also I do think about how this led to deaths. This led yeah. to not good yeah. things that could have been prevented. I like that it's not necessarily such a black and white issue. Yeah, for me, it basically came down to, yeah, this was a bad thing, but like our solution for it doesn't actually stop the thing that we thought was bad. The thing that yeah. we thought was bad was the the glamour as snow specifically, and then the murders that came out of that. And yeah, making making glamours for other people itself should not be a problem, but using it to I yeah, basically what you said, I agree. Yeah, like our reaction to that is to remove her livelihood, and she's not even the person that either chose this glamour or killed anyone. And it, it yeah, just seems exactly. like, I, I mean, she should get some sort of reprimanding. This was bad, but it, the our form of punishment was cruel and unusual compared to what was actually done. And yeah. Agreed. Yeah. But I, it, it was cool to see Snow get so fiery about it because she was... Yeah, I, I, I don't necessar- necessarily think... Like, I do disagree with her that we should burn down the tree, but I also, like, get what led to her wanting to do this. Like... I get her being like this upset about it. She she was making the wrong call at the end of the day, but it's not like I think her thoughts weren't justified. Yeah. So that's the second new character in this episode. Uh, the last one. And I think talking about the new characters in the episode is a good way to go through it uh, without going over every little thing. The last one is Bloody Mary, who shows up at the end. Once you've apprehended Ichabod Green, you found him. You did it. Good job, you beat the game. Yeah. Or so you think. You're you're walking out of the strip club and you're cornered by some cars downtown. Try to walk away. You're cornered by more cars. The Tweedles come out of a car and they're being like <laughs> Like the Tweedles are. We're gonna get you. And I'm gonna kick you in the face. They've got <laughs> Now he's Shrek. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then Bloody Mary gets out of the car. And she is uh, gross. <laughs> she's she's a lot. She's kind of a lot. Uh, she's <laughs> she's drawn just like a normal, like traditionally attractive woman, but she is uh, supposed to be and is in the spirit of the 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 demon witch Bloody Mary that you say something three times in the mirror and make her appear. Um, mm-hmm. And she she alludes to the fact of like, yeah, no. If you say my name three times in the mirror, I'll I'll kill you. I, it's fine. I'll I'll kill anytime, you. I'll do it. Yeah, you know, just say it. Here's my card. Yeah, if if you're interested, I'll, I'll kill you. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's it's so weird, Mitch. This is the second character that is just Bloody Mary that I've seen in like the last couple weeks. What else has she been in? I've been watching this show called uh, Gary and His Demons. It's about a guy uh, who is, uh, he's the chosen one, but he doesn't want to be, but he's basically forced to be a demon hunter for his whole life, and he's in his 40s. But uh, one of his friends is the demon Bloody Mary. Um, So she's kind of like an informant of other uh, demons, Hmm. and she's living her life as a human now. And uh, it's just interesting to me that uh, Bloody Mary has come up like, more often than I thought she would. In which your is life zero specifically, times. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she would never come up, and now she's come up twice. Yeah, she's not even In real. the same amount of weeks. Yeah, well, mm, I don't know, Mitch. Mm, well. Have you tried? 
So I like, I like, I really like the way her face is animated. Yeah, I agree. Um, they Telltale games have had these sort of like dastardly characters before, and they've always been played up as very arch. Bloody Mary's no different than that, even though the tone of this game, I think, is trying for like a gritty realism kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. She still feels like, oh, you're just evil for fun. That's silly. You're just you're just a, a cuckoo bananas person. Yeah. Um, but the like her her teeth gritting and her smile like really lean into that in a way that I don't think I've seen Telltale faces be animated to do so perfectly before. Yeah. Um, it it definitely gives a different vibe, and I don't think it, I even like thought about it in this much detail until you uh, just said that. But yeah, like even just watching it, I could tell like something's different. Yeah, because if you'd seen if you see a character like this before in a Telltale game. You kind of get like an Yzma from Emperor's New Groove vibe where she's like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to poison the water hole. And then she, her lackey says something dumb and she's like, Ugh. and then her like face sort of slumps and melts. Shut up, you fool. Uh, and it kind of, it, it kind of makes her like the butt of a joke. But Bloody Mary, like she's turned on and she never turns off. She's, she's never like brought down a peg she's never her lackeys don't tell a joke that she's like oh come on don't tell a joke uh (laughs) she's just like smiling and angrily psychotic the whole time and it's great yeah she's she's done quite Mm -hmm. well yeah uh i'm definitely interested in seeing what they do with her going forward so you have a fight against the tweedles because they point blank just riddle you with shotgun shells yeah, like more than one. It's a it's a lot. Yeah, it's it more than ten probably. Yeah, there's enough that if it were you or me, we would just be like hamburger meat on the ground. Yeah, but because Bigby's a fable, he's just like, "Ow, stop! Ooh, ouch!" It's, it's a lot, and I was thinking like, "Are they, this should be enough to kill Bigby?" I know he doesn't die because this is the prequel to a yeah. story he's in. But yeah, and also this is only episode three. <laughs> yeah. So so he hulks out that thing that we've seen in the next time on Fable. Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping it, it would just keep going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, me too. I was disappointed to see it finally, actually. It's like, oh. But he, he um, I, I've written down in my notes here that his power, when he really chooses to activate it, is showing in a very strong way. It's kind of like... All the little tricks that Dragon Ball Z does to make Goku very strong. Because you can just say, oh, this person is the strongest person in the world. And then you'd be like, all right. But if you just see something like, okay, I'm proving how many magnitudes stronger than the next strongest person I am. It, it kind of feels different. And that's what we're seeing out of Big B right now. Uh, because he's slamming the Tweedles around in a furry rage. Uh, yeah. More, more than anyone should be able to take. And you have the option to kill Tweedledum. Did you kill Tweedledum? I did not, of course. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone listening. We're too nice. Yeah, we need we need uh, we need Lilith from a black metal band to come onto this podcast <laughs> and be our counterweight. Well, it's it's also one of those things. Like, if I kill this person, that's one less character in this story to get stuff. Out of. Well, it's only half of the Tweedles. It's kind of like <laughs> that's true. They're pretty interchangeable anyway. Yeah, one Tweedle versus two. Like, what's the difference? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you y- you got that, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, Bloody Mary takes Ichabod Crane, 
and Bloody Mary, Ichabod, one or two Tweedles, and the Crooked Man all get in their cars and drive away. And you're left there sort of at square one again. Yeah, you got a lot of bullets inside of your body. Mm-hmm. So so what you found out about Ichabod Crane is, yes, he, he jacks it to Snow White. And yeah, that's pretty rude. Uh, yeah, he probably you wasn't that... the orchestrator of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty adamant that I do think they do a good job of selling these characters. Like you buy that they didn't do it. Yeah, like it happened with the woodsman. It happened with uh, Ichabod. You can tell they're telling the truth because they, they, their actors just sell it so well. Ichabod could still be in more than he says he is. Uh, the Woodsman, yeah, I, I believe. even Bigby says out. that. Yeah. Woodsman doesn't strike me as like, like he sucks, but he doesn't strike me as like sucking this bad. He doesn't have a name. He didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> it couldn't be him. Yeah. Um. So that's the end of the episode. So should we talk Boy. about our choices? I would love to talk about our choices before we do is there anything else that you specifically wanted to get into um let me check my notes real fast i th- i mean i think we covered all of it but okay uh, um one line i really liked is when you're talking to gren at the bar and then you're you're like asking some questions. You're like, look, I gotta find uh, Lily's stuff. But then mid sentence, he doesn't even let you finish. He just says, "Actually, Big B, if you'll excuse me, I think I'm gonna pass out." Yeah. <laughs> he he promised you he'd help look for it, and then he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna sleep though." <laughs> I don't think I can really do. That. I related to Gren a lot in this episode. Um, yeah, I also sleep sometimes. Yeah, Gren is the kind of character that like is too fiery mad to even like hear reason in the first episode of this podcast or or the the whole game i mean um and and Uh then as the as time goes on you get to know gren a little bit better i like gren a lot now yeah that's exactly how i feel this episode made me like i like gren even if he's like the world's biggest dick Mm -hmm. i i like that he's shown up in every episode so far i also think that picking beowulf to take a fable from is is a interesting choice yeah um (laughs) yeah i yeah yeah that's it i agree (laughs) okay so choices the first choice is in during the funeral uh bigby goes there to look for snow to make sure she's okay and she is she's giving a eulogy at the funeral and then uh, like a moment of silence and you have the option to say like snow snow i know i know who did it you gotta come with me fast which would make sense to do or be respectful and let her finish. And I'm sure we both let her finish. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the next one... Well, it, it the, the reasoning for me is you're already kind of in some hot water with... Yeah. Like, uh, Holly makes it known that you should not be here. This is supposed to be, like, just between a few people you were not invited what the fuck are you doing here so i didn't also want to be like look can i just like i'm gonna take snow and can get i borrow here. my girl for a second <laughs> i just have to tell her something yeah it's a it's a private 
It's kind of important, but I'm not going to tell you, so just, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that funeral scene is great in general. Um, mm-hmm. Because there, there was a, a moment there where Holly says, no, B- Bigby can't be here. He threw Lily's remains down the well. And I'm like, I did? <laughs> uh, but I didn't. <laughs> and it turns out Bigby didn't. Yeah. So uh, Bigby can say, no, that actually wasn't me. That was Ichabod Crane. Uh, and she can react with that and say like, oh, well, I'm definitely still mad because I thought you were and I'm coming down off that. But I'm now like more receptive to you than i was before. yeah uh one thing one thing i really liked about that scene is if you let her go like you you still look around you can like look at the stuff the offerings on the table and like the cards and stuff uh those were great to read too just reading like people's uh thoughts about uh lily but i like that you can just hear snow's eulogy in the background yeah. you can just hear the whole thing yeah and it's solid they they write they wrote a whole eulogy it doesn't feel boilerplate it's like actually about lily Mm -hmm. um i think that i've made a choice that what i don't like about the pre-existing structure of fable town and specifically big b's role within it is that not everyone has equal access to this sheriff that is their protection you know like that's that's the that's the point of inequity that I've zeroed in on in the telling of the story that I would like to make choices to reflect that I care about that. So when Holly starts to hate me, I'm I'm trying to do my best to say like, Holly, you're like a regular citizen. I, I'm actually working for you. Uh, so I'm trying not to interrupt her. At the same time, we did just figure out who did it. <laughs> so like, yeah, or we thought we did. <laughs> and of course, we didn't um yeah exactly yeah um oh that actually is one thing you kind of figure out although this uh turns out to not be entirely true either um when you're talking to flycatcher he tells you about the tweedles how they do kind of take on these smaller uh things like helping people's cats down from trees and delivering packages yeah um i mean delivering packages is phrased that way because it's it's illegal stuff like it's yeah. they're not cool. <laughs> they're but, <laughs> they're but not they good. are you're right. Like the Tweedles have a reputation for working for average Joes more. Even yeah. if they're totally also willing to shoot up a funeral of them. Yeah, I I thought I think that is a very interesting uh position cuz to these to the uh quote unquote lesser people of town uh they probably do see the tweedles as like good guys mm-hmm. they don't they don't know that they came and shot up bigby they don't know that they're uh hired by uh the crooked man that crooked man um that crooked man he's so crooked yeah by the way so so what i was saying earlier about the crooked man is they make it seem like it's one person but i bet i bet it's a different person the person they make it do you seem think it's like not the is bluebeard man? Yeah. They they even like show his silhouette in the car and it kind of looks like Bluebeard. Um it, Really? You I it didn't really read his Bluebeard. I would have to watch it again. Well, it's like a it's like a I, man. It's like a man with a sturdy build and sort of a rounder head. Yeah. Uh and that well, to me looked Bluebeard-ish. I mean, you can't see it. It's it, it's purposefully yeah. like I'm sure there's no actual character model in that car. It's it's uh <laughs> it's purposefully a trick so you can't figure it out. 
Yeah, that that's just interesting to me that you say that because I specifically like when that window started rolling down, I was like, oh, I bet that's Bluebeard. And then I thought like once it showed him, I was like, oh, it's not. Yeah, it, it kind of looks like no like no one in the game looks like this. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that you're still kind of pointed toward looking, thinking it might be Bluebeard. Um, and I bet it's Flycatcher, like I said before. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm quite there with you yet, but it totally could be, and I I will, uh, I will eat crow if it is. And another thing about this is that if we read the the comic before playing this game, we would already know like, okay, we're stupid for thinking it's Flycatcher because Flycatcher is a major character in the comic, and he's he's fine. Yeah, it's it's probably a good thing we didn't read it beforehand. Yeah, yeah, because we we could know Bluebeard is still around or people that might die like bigby and snow are still around i mean i know bigby is around bigby's the only thing yeah. i know is in the comic um right bigby's pig roommate colin maybe he's the bad guy i <laughs> uh, i thought colin was gonna be a bigger presence maybe he's a big I presence don't know why. in the comic and like this is the mm. you can't make a fables game without uh colin's like okay well, we'll put colin him in the first the episode maybe maybe that's what happened (laughs) he is in the preview for the next episode so we will be seeing colin again yeah i i was uh i was missing him (laughs) the whole episode i was like where's colin bring him in Mm -hmm. yeah where's he what's he up to during all this and if if i read the comic i probably would know that at that time i mean there's no way ichabod crane is mayor again right so I probably would have just known, like, okay, well, this guy's going to get the axe anytime soon. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad I didn't know that, because the story has been more interesting that way. Yeah, I totally agreed. I'm very glad we didn't uh, have any knowledge going in. So the other choices are investigate, like, which place first. We already talked about that. Yeah. Then I'm not even reading percentages anymore. It's it's a fool's errand. That, that That's exactly what I was thinking. We could just say what we did. Yeah. Um, so we both didn't in- interrupt Snow. We both did the same exact order of investigation. Uh, we both are all of our choices just going to be the same. I think all of our choices are the same. I think they episode. are. We, yeah, we already talked about each one. We both offered Flycatcher a job. We both did yeah, not why would I know? burn Greenleaf's tree down, and we both did offer Tweedledum mercy. One thing I will say is interesting. Um, I was in the minority for not killing Tweedledum. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Not for me. Uh, it, oh, the majority. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> why? Why am I surprised? It is fake interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can say it's interesting. Yeah, if it was true, it would be interesting, which is true about a lot of false things. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it actually is interesting that it's interesting or not. I used to think it was interesting. Now, not so much. It's uninteresting that it is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the only one i got m- minority on was uh 40 for investigating holly first oh interest oh you know what mine is actually a minority there too i had the least amount it was only 26 percent investigated the trip trap bar first yeah see mine and mine said it was the most popular one at 40 percent. so it doesn't mean nothing means anything uh who cares 
<laughs> so those are our choices. So we did literally make all of the same choices. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Um, I, I guess that's why uh, this episode's felt shorter than the other ones. I guess that's part of why. We just don't have those uh, differences to compare. Yeah, Beth Dagger from that black metal band. When, she, when we finally get her on the show, she's going to be cruel enough to not offer Flycatcher a job. <laughs> How could she? So, okay, our main our main segments, we got the choice cut, we got the golden moment, we got the weekly guy. Which one do you want to do first? You know what? Let's do weekly guy because I think we have the same one. Uh, weekly guy is flycatcher. Yeah, it's just flycatcher. It was almost Bloody As Mary, to... but it's flycatcher. Yeah. <laughs> Flycatcher's just great. He's just this cool. I hope he's not the villain. I hope they don't make him be the big surprise twist villain. I like him. He's a cool guy. He's the kind of guy you would hang out with. He's like the only guy in this game so far who's just been like straight up a nice guy. Yeah, him and like Snow, right? They're the only people I would actually well, want even to hang out with. Even Snow, like you saw her wanting to burn down that tree. She's starting to show she's got fangs. Well, that was like the flight... one time she was angry. And it was a realistic thing to get angry about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, but Flycatcher is just like, if that happened with him, he'd be like, oh, man, no, we can't burn that tree down. Well, even if he was that on would, the that opinion be that mean. we should, he was, he'd be like, well, I want to burn it down, but I'll walk it off. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go outside and count to ten. Yeah, I'll, I'll try some breathing exercises I learned from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One other reason I put Flycatcher on this list is despite being like a nice guy, if you read his fable entry, he lost his whole family. He used to be the frog prince and his whole family died. His wife, his kids, and then he moved here and he has to be a janitor and he's just like, "Yeah, don't worry." Yeah, what a what a guy. I'm sure he's the bad guy. <laughs> um so golden moment uh, mine was Lily's funeral. I thought the funeral was done quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not mine, but mine's related to it. But uh, I agree, that is a very good scene. What is yours? Mine is actually when you're at the at the bar, and like Lily's kind of a or, uh, Holly is asleep, and you're going through Lily's things, and she's just kind of groggily like asking you stuff. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of a uh, a nice uh, personal little moment. Yeah, yeah, that was good too. Uh, I both both are both are, are revolving around Holly Morning, uh, which I think is a yeah. strong, if small, aspect of this narrative. Like, it's not what the the story is focused on, but it's it's in there. Yeah. It's in the background, it's, and it's, and it's done out. well. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, choice cut. Mine is burning the tree or not? Mine is also burning the tree. Wow, we're really I'm... not diverse. <laughs> we're in, this in podcast. sync. And... Yeah, that could be, if it were like anything else other than doing a podcast, I would see it as a good thing. But this is like the one instance where being <laughs> 100% on the same page is a detriment. It's weird because you were like, I love this episode. And I started with like, I was not excited by this episode. But in terms of specifics, we were all the same. <laughs> yeah. And and let me clarify, I don't think this episode is like amazing. I do agree with uh, your point earlier. But I do feel like there was like enough going on that I felt like, oh shit, we're really uh we're really moving this case around. I will say for choice cut, I almost said the order of things that you investigate because it seemed to have a real impact and there was like actually smart choices that 
like it required really thinking about it and it was not mm-hmm. just like okay well you'll get the same narrative no matter what you do but it'll be in <laughs> the order you pick it in it it felt like real investigation work where there was a time there was a timer actually ticking um yeah so that, that was or cool not, mechanically, wh- but I think the burning the tree yeah. thing was much more intellectually interesting. It ag- agreed. It was something you kind of had to uh, think about whether or not it's like, should I? Should I not? And like, obviously, I wasn't going to, but I did think about like, we probably should because like, look at the consequences that happened from this, but it doesn't feel like the right thing to do. Yeah, I like that our thought process on why we didn't is kind of different, but the like there's a lot of reasons to think that you shouldn't. I think that most people won't burn the tree. It won't be a interesting choice in terms of demographic. Most people won't do it. But yeah. it, it does make it it raises a lot of interesting questions. You have to think about why you would or wouldn't and it's not obvious at first and it, yeah, yeah cool. and I almost did. Like, I, I don't necessarily think I was, like, immediately, like, oh, there's no way I'm going to burn this tree down. I did kind of have to uh, pause the game and think about it for a little bit. Oh, I definitely did. I was not going to do it. There were other things that I was more <laughs> uh, uh, wondering about. Unclear on. Yeah, like, f- offering Flycatcher a job, I decided I had to. <laughs> but I was also thinking, like, I don't trust this guy. So, <laughs> I just love the. I really hope he's not the villain, just because that's such a funny yeah. outcome. Just I do not trust, and he's just like the nicest, like <laughs> legit nicest Dude, person. I was just just sweeping up. I'll feel bad. Uh, don't don't worry, Big B. I get it. I'll cry. <laughs> I get it. I'll I'm feel not bad to if be I did trusted. That to that guy. <laughs> You're like, ooh, geez. Like, you find out exactly what's going on. You're like, hold on. And you run out. Like, you immediately leave what you're doing to go apologize to him. Yeah. You see, if we had a Malcolm Jungles on this podcast who was making all the the angry decisions, uh, (laughs) then we'd have a different story to tell. But we don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Uh, It's very... I wonder how our choices are going to align going forward. Because I... I don't know. It does kind of feel like uh, I did. Uh, I, I don't know why. I just kind of went in thinking we were going to do things in a different order. And then it ended up not being the case. But, um, you know, it's it's not like every episode of this has been the same choices. I'm sure uh, going forward will differ in some areas. Yeah. What, what I really not, don't want to do is start thinking about it in terms of like, well, I think Dustin's probably going to do this. So I'll, I'll yeah. maybe I'll just do all the angry choices or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, you got to stay true to the choices you want to make and not do it differently just because, ah, oh, well, Mitch is going to do it this way. Well, I'll do it this way. I'll show him. Yeah. Cause that's what like these games, if you think they're good, this is why you think they're good. It's because the choices are interesting to make and it's not just like, Okay, well, I'll pick, I'll defer to whatever the angriest choice is, so we have something different to talk about on the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the podcast being the reason for it. Like, if you think Bigby would react this way, that's a totally legit way to make these angry choices. But you don't want to do it just because of someone else's choice. Well, you you know who does typically make choices we don't, uh, and has been playing through The Walking Dead is your roommate Adam. Uh, yeah, he actually hasn't been playing. 
<laughs> he hasn't even played episode two yet, but he's going to, uh, I think he wanted to play both two and three tomorrow. Uh, well, he, he's got some time. He's got some time. He, he can do it. I, I bet that he'll get in the groove of it after playing one more episode. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's really easy to imagine myself playing episode one and then putting it down for a second and be like, ooh, cool story, cool world. I'll, I'll get back to that. And then the second sitting, I play through four episodes at once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how I watch television, by the way. I watch one episode one day and then four the next day. <laughs> it's just this nice little system and it's worked out so far. Yeah, it makes me think I have time and then I don't because I, I watch too much <laughs> the second day oops oopsie doopsie well that's been our show today uh we're gonna hit up episode four of the wolf among us nothing fancy nothing surprising we're just gonna do it three three begets four as they say in the bibble um i've been mitchell wolf this this has been dustin jackson hello where where can people find you we haven't talked about that in a while i put it in the show notes but um we haven't given i I guess i guess by this point yeah, I guess by this point, people are going to know. I mean, Yeah, which new uh, Twitter followers are you going to get for this episode? <laughs> oh, man, episode three of The Wolf Among Us, that's the one to listen to first. <laughs> yeah, wait, I think uh, we did a fine job. <laughs> but while we're, while we're here, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AmazingDJDustin. Mm-hmm. And that's also my Instagram, where I post some funny little cartoons every now and then. Mitchell, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Wolf FM. That's at symbol T H E W O L F E F M. I have the E at the end of Wolf, unlike Bigby Wolf, who is just sort of a regular animal. That's the one difference between you two. Yeah, that's the one thing that divides us apart. We can take <laughs> the same number of bullets. We both live with a pig. Um, we smoke them like we ain't gotten them. That's true. You you both uh you both tease that you're gonna turn into a werewolf, but you don't until episode three. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah I I will not turn into a werewolf if I tell you I will. <laughs> and that's that's where you can find us. That's been the show. Until next time, see you later. Bye. <laughs>